Detective Fukutap had received a parcel in the mail. It was a severed hand. Interesting. But how did it fit his theory? Ever since he found the two journalists lying murdered in their bed, Fukutap was convinced that they had been slaughtered by the Greens. But the case remained stagnant. Because even though Fukutap even though Fukutap's deductive skills were second to none, the clues were few and far between. Finally, after months and months of frustrating investigation, he was given a hand from an anonymous source. But there was something very fishy about this latest development. When he opened the envelope, he quickly realised that he was holding the hand of fate. Also, the fact that there was no blood on the hand or on the fingers meant it had been severed off after the death. But why? Fukutap suspected that the nosies had been bumped off by the green aliens and he was determined to find out which one of them lads did it. Ewell Fukutap's mind raced as he considered all the possibilities. Except for the Greens, who he thought were the most likely perpetrators, there could be any number of suspects. What about John Nosey himself? Impossible. You will remember that John Nosey was dead, viciously disposed of in his own bed. John Nosey was a victim, not a suspect. Ah, but Ewell was tired. He was working very hard and he'd had a restless night with bad dreams. So he poured himself a cup of tea and he sat down on the sofa with his notepad in his lap and he thought about all the possibilities. What about disgruntled workers, other employees? What about disgruntled workers and the employees of the newspaper company? Oh no, the nosies were very popular. Everybody said that they were very nice people and charming, even if they were politically incorrect. What about rival journalists from other newspapers? Yes, that was a possibility. But whoever it was, they would soon regret crossing Ewell Fukutap. Still and all, Fukutap knew that he was up against some powerful forces and he suspected that there was more than one perpetrator involved. These green aliens were smart, deadly, cunning, but Ewell, he was smarter, more deadly, more cunning. Yes, it was a difficult case, but Ewell, which was a name given to him by his adoptive parents, he was in his element. He jotted all the facts down on his notepad. Number one, the nosies, professional writers, were both dead, slaughtered. Number two, a hand had come in the post. Number three, that hand was addressed to him personally. Fukutap decided that the hand belonged to Jane, who was the wife of John Nosey. The journalists 
so horribly mutilated in their marital bed. But why send it to him, whoever sent it? And furthermore, that hand had arrived in a jiffy envelope, not in a Hollywood-style crate, as is normal in these cases, at least in the films. And no attempt had been made to conceal the contents. It was not even registered. Why? Were them greens short of the green stuff? Were the green aliens short of the reddies? Or were those green slime bags just too damn mean and stingy to pay for a proper parcel? Ewell headed out for the hall and he took his windbreaker from the coat stand. He felt a sharp cramp in his tummy, the beans he'd had at lunch. He felt a sharp cramp in his tummy. The beans he'd eaten for lunch were playing havoc with his digestive system. It was time for a new set of pipes. He would book an appointment at the cyber clinic, but not yet. Right now, he had more important things to think of. You will put on his baseball cap and he opened the front door, making a mental note to collect his dog Bobo on his way home. On his way out the door, Ewell stopped for a minute and he took him... On his way out the door, Ewell stopped for a minute and glanced back down the hall. It was an old habit. He saw that the alarm was set, but something seemed out of place. What was it? That envelope propped next to his stuffed bird on the hall table. What was it? It looked odd. Oh, of course, it was the hand. He almost forgot... Yes, it's true. Ewell, the great celebrity detective and star of London Super Sleuths, was at times frightfully forgetful. And yet, despite this trait, Ewell's IQ soared above the norm. At the age of five, he had already figured out his own name. How? Because first thing in the mornings, his adoptive parents, those lovely hard-working people from Siberia, always said, you will clean the barn, you will fetch the eggs, you will tidy your room. And that was the first piece of detective work he had done and he hadn't looked back since. Ewell took the envelope from the bureau and he accidentally knocked the stuffed board to the ground and when he bent down to pick up his caracas, the outstretched finger protruded from the top of the jiffy bag pointing straight at him. Gingerly, he placed the envelope in his rucksack. Going out the garden gate, Fukutap's thoughts were with his poor dog Bobo. The poor animal was having his little bits snipped off, only to stop him from flirting with the neighbour's poodle, Gigi. There was no end of complaints from that Mrs. Crufty, the dog's owner, Ever since they had showcased Gigi on television, the little bitch was unbearable. Downtown, the streets were very quiet and serene, probably because the snow had been dumped on top. When Ewell got to the post office, he saw a line of people snaking around a corner, adjacent to the entrance. He muttered under his breath. Suddenly he needed to use the loo. He turned to somebody behind him and he said, Please hold my place, I'll be back in a jiffy. 
and he was in such a hurry that he never even noticed the pun. The man behind him merely nodded his head, and Fukatop dashed off to the next door cafe, intending to ask them if he could use the restroom. And once inside, he was quickly done, and then he had a little espresso and headed back out the door to the post office. When he got back to the queue, he realised that he had misplaced the brown envelope again. Rushing back to the cafe, he asked the owner, had anyone seen a jiffy bag? And the owner said, sorry, love, no. Well, he ran into the toilet and there it was on top of the toilet seat. He grabbed it and looked inside, but it was empty. Someone had pinched a hand. Oh my God. He leaned down into the toilet bowl and had a look, but there was nothing. The only thing in the bowl was Jane Nosey's metallic fingernail pointed upwards. <laughs>